another Tuesday night. I can't believe how much time flies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and you're just getting back from a warm weather vacation here well, a day ago. Cancun, <laughs> yes. And uh, I've got I got a little bit of, a, you know, some stories to tell. It's kind of interesting. Andy's um, got a little tan, too. Yeah, I was going to say, Andy's a little jealous of my... my Bronzeness. <laughs> well, maybe someday if you don't, you know, if you didn't have, if I had eight kids and a massive car, you know, I, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to go on vacation either. Oh, so, thank you know, God, goodness, I do not have eight kids, but with four of them, you're right. Yeah, just trying to, to trying to take uh, vacations in the United States has been enough for us. I couldn't imagine flying with because they've never flown. You know, oh, these, these younger kids yeah. on a plane might be fine. But in my mind, I'm nervous flyer, so. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, and you get some of those kids that cry, and oh my goodness, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a little rugged, yeah. but um, yeah. And I've been on the business trips where, you know, it's, uh, I hear these kids crying and see the moms dealing with it, and I feel for them, you know, I try to smile and make the kids laugh, and make sure the mom knows, hey, you're not bothering me, but there are some cranky old guy on that plane, uh -huh. I'm sure you are bothering me. I don't wanna be that guy, so. Yeah, no, it's all good. Welcome um, back to America, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it really, yeah. <laughs> Cancun is in Mexico, yes. And I'll tell you what, it's a little different. You, uh, you know, you go through all the customs and all that, and you get off the plane, and there's armed military really? standing there. Yeah. Is it still masks on the plane? Is it still uh, you have yes. to wear the mask in the airport and everything? In like the airport that? and on the plane, okay. and they're pretty adamant. Uh, and and I will tell you that my first thought was. There's, because a couple, well, over President's Weekend, I went to uh, San Juan, yeah, Puerto life. Rico. <laughs> rough life. Yeah. Oh, well, at least yeah. that wasn't Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It was a territory. Yeah. And there were some people on the plane. As a matter of fact, two people um, got arrested off the plane because they didn't comply. On your plane? On a plane. Plan? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was, that was kind of, and so I will tell you. Were you rooting them on? Like, yeah. No. Asking, I want to see you get in trouble. <laughs> No, you know what it is, is I was sitting more towards the front of the plane and uh, all of a sudden there's an announcement going, we're going back to the gate and the police are coming on. So oh nobody take your seatbelts off and everyone just stay seated, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. So all of a sudden you look and there's three cops came on and they, they walked past me and I'm looking around going, I wonder who, because I didn't see anything. <laughs> and and one of the cops, stop here. <laughs> yes, that's right. Keep going, keep going. They went behind this one guy, one guy, and then a cop stopped, and the two were in front of the guy, and they looked over, and it was a couple. And they said, um, you gotta come off the plane, you're you're non-compliant, and we're not messing around. And they they got up, and they were escorted. Sense. I mean, there's yeah. been so many news articles, it's so clear as day. Yeah. I mean, whether you support them or don't support them, they're right. gonna fly, they're gonna force you to wear them. I mean. Yeah, but you know what I found is one of the problems is, it seems like the enforcement in the airports is what's causing the problem. Like. People are walking in the airports and their masks yeah. are down and nobody's telling them anything. Yeah. Then they get on a plane and they, they do the same behavior and all of a sudden the stewardess, well the, the flight attendants clam down and say, hey, you need to do this. And then that's where some trouble starts. You're right, because I, I mean, I had flown a few months prior and yeah, I'd seen the same thing where mm -hmm. you walk through the airport and nobody's really wearing them or they're down below their nose, no one's properly. Right. So you're right, if, if you get used to that, right. you get on the plane, but still, I mean, I got, I, uh, I'm, got yelled at putting my mask on on the plane because I had was chewing gum or something and I was drinking water and I had it down and she yelled at me and I put it right back up because I ain't getting I mean shoot yeah. I wasn't getting kicked off a plane on a business trip and, and that's, like that. that's exactly I mean as you know we, we don't need to, to go into a we should or shouldn't but it's right. it's yeah. the law Absolutely. and you know I'm one of these people that as much as I would like to not have a mask on 
I'm going to comply because that's the rules and it's easier to comply than to cause trouble because all you're going to do is get kicked off, get potentially arrested, and then you get put on the list of no fly. Yeah. And in that situation, yeah, I mean, you might not be able to get home or you might be having to drive right now. So. You know, and you lose all that money yeah. and it's just, but I'll tell you one thing too that happened, which now thinking about it, I really wanted, I was really curious. Coming home from Mexico, we had to take a COVID test, and the hotel, really? yeah, the hotel offered it, and uh, it was free, you know, part of the the, the deal. And uh, we're getting on the plane, and this guy's sitting across the aisle from me, and there was an empty seat in between him and this other guy. And the the flight attendant said, "Well, do you have someone else coming?" Well, they were supposed to, but they failed the COVID test. Oh, so they had to stay. Yeah, and it was his wife. <gasps> And I wanted so much, and he was not happy, but I wanted so much to say, how does that work? Yeah. You know, did, did you have to pay for those 10 days in a hotel or what what yeah, happens? What and then the do you get a new ticket coming home? Does I didn't wife, ask. Does she have to spend 10 days inside of this hotel room? Yeah, I don't know. Is this another vacation for her? That's why he's so mad she got another 10 days. It could be, I know. <laughs> You know, but it was, I was really, really curious, That's but this sad. guy was just. So they make you test before you come back in the United States? You yeah, within that? 24 hours of your flight departure okay. time. Okay. So. Uh, Man, that would have sucked for you. You could have been down there for 10 more days. Your <laughs> well, students would have known. I, I will tell you that that did hit my mind. You know, and it's like anything you, I remember years and years ago, I worked, uh, I had a job at the um, Radisson in, in Merrillville. Okay. I was a, at the comedy club. I was a bartender up there oh, and, really? and the MC. Yeah. You could be a comedian. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, so in order to get the job, you had to pass a, a urine test. Okay. And I will tell you, I mean, I'm not on any drugs, I, you know, and I will tell you that when I went to this clinic, I was kind of nervous going, what if they find something? Yeah. Oh my God. The poppy seed for yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm looking around some other guys and they looked actually nervous. I'm going, holy crap. I'm going to, I'm going to come up positive, you know? And of course the doctor came <laughs> up and he goes, yeah, I was mentally, I was mentally guilty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the doctor came up and said, no, you're good. See you later. Oh, it was so just nice. like, and I'm like, holy cow. He goes, what are you nervous about? He goes, you know, if you did drugs. And I said, I know, but for some stupid reason, I'm looking at these other people, yeah, they're nervous and I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. So oh, when I go in for this, you know, the COVID test, I'm sitting there going, oh my God. Is it? And then, you know, you wait 15 minutes, whatever it was. And, and, you know, I get a text and I'm like, it better be negative. And of course it was, you know, <laughs> but it's like, dang, you know, cause the unknown. Otherwise you would have been back for the show. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I would have missed. Yes, absolutely. Broadcasting from Mexico. Oh yeah. Remote broadcast from the beach. That might not be bad. No, I can dig that. Do I'm a little surfing. July, <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Let's, let's <laughs> Well, you get vacation anyway in July. Come on down. You know? I don't get a vacation. It's it's nothing but work, work, and work, and more work. Oh, do you have a part-time job in addition to the school? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> the printer and stuff? Yeah, the, the decals, promotional awesome. stuff, the decals yeah. and graphics and shirts and hats and all that stuff. Okay. So yeah, and then we give away bikes over the summer, too, with the Odd Fellows. Um, so I fix a whole bunch of bikes and oh, that's where you guys we give them away. They're used bikes. Yes. Okay. Uh, every once in a while. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Time? Yeah. As a matter of fact, because we're starting the third week, the third Saturday in April is our first one, and it's going to be at the Living Hope Church, which is which is on Calumet Avenue, right across from Fairgrounds Park, from nine to noon, and um, we we give we give bikes away and we fix them too. If somebody, you know. 
I like to say minor repairs because we did have somebody took advantage of us, uh, was it last year? They brought this bike that was just a wreck. <laughs> and can you fix this? So I put it on the rack and I fixed that. Well, by the way, can you fix this? Can you fix it? The thing was on the rack for three hours and I'm oh, going, yeah, we can't do this like this again because it took away from some other people yeah. that wanted a flat tire fixed or something minor that we we would rather, because what I like to do is show them how to fix it. Fixed? Yes, it did. Okay. Oh, absolutely. The no, guy was riding it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, we, well, the idea is to show them how to repair themselves, like especially a flat tire. It's it's not hard to do, but you just have to know how. You see it done once, and you can do it. And sometimes YouTube works, but it's real easy it when you're trouble. right there. It got me in trouble. Well, Fixing just, a flat tire? Yeah, I, I hadn't done it for years, and I decided, you know, a couple of years ago to take my daughter's back tire off and fix okay. it. And it's got that little thing in there that I didn't put back right. Oh, the brake? Yeah, oh, my God. She goes, Dad, what did you do? I was like, I don't know, but we're calling Grandpa. He showed me, and like you said, yeah. once I wasn't watching a YouTube video, once yeah. someone showed me how to do it right, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, it clicked. I remember how to do that. Exactly. But I didn't at the time. Well, yeah, and see, some people, like inner tubes sometimes are hard to find, or, you know, especially with the COVID, there were a lot of bike supplies that were gone. Oh, so, that was one of the things that was hit. Correct. And so people can get a, a, a patch kit, but they didn't know how to do. Back in the old days, you actually had this glue and you had a, you took a match and you burned the tube. You burned the patch on a tube. It was really interesting. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that that's kind of long gone. And a lot of it is just peel and stick or sometimes oh, okay. you'll have a glue too. But people go, well, I, I heard they don't last. Well, if you don't do them properly, they're not going to last. So again, you show people, because what I like to do is show them how to do a tube with a repair kit first. And then, so okay, if this doesn't work, then we got to get a, a new tube kind of a thing. Last a long time? Yeah, Most yeah. Because what happens is, especially it's on the outer side, when the uh, tube expands, it puts pressure against the outer oh, side of the tire okay. and it keeps the patch down. That makes sense. So That's where fun. sometimes things can get a little bit awry is when you let the air or you let the air out of the tires or something and then a patch loses some compression. And, you know, but either way, it should be, if it's done properly, it should be just fine. No, you I, know? I didn't realize that. So yeah. you guys are not only Give, you're giving bikes away as yes. well and fixing them. So yes. if someone wanted to come, get yes. their bike fixed. Absolutely, it's, it's all and it's all free. Service. It's free, not just free, for free. kids, it's for adults, anybody. anybody. Okay, yes. Cool. And, and the only time that we have an issue is sometimes we'll get a run of kids and we only have like say five kids bikes and there's seven kids that want a bike. Oh, you know, so we, but what we do is we, we take their phone number and say, okay, as soon as we find something, we'll give you a call and we, we deliver it, you know. Are you guys buying the bikes or getting them donated or? No, for the most, well, Kind of yes and no. Like uh, we may go to a Goodwill, let's say, uh -huh. and if we can get them for you know 15 bucks or less, and if they're decent, because sometimes a 15 dollar bike is just a piece of garbage oh, and it's not worth it. messing with. But if it's if it's decent, then yeah, we'll buy it and then you know throw it back out. But um, it, a lot of times it's it's donated or we'll get people that uh, they got a bike, their kid got bigger, and they swap out. So. We'll take their small bike and give them the big bike. So now we've got a, a oh, bike for a bike exchange. Yeah. And I'm getting to that age because my son now that's four, <laughs> these bikes have been recycled down for my 13 year old yeah. son. Yeah. And now that he's growing on them, it's like, well, we're not having more kids. So you yeah. know, it's time to upcycle <laughs> the bike. Now you well, just jinxed yourself, you know. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Right now, we're not having more kids, so it's up to my wife, not up yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, um. That's great. So if someone wanted or had bikes laying around, they yes. can call the, uh, the Odd Fellows of Valparaiso. Yes, and yes. It's, how do you pronounce it? It's not Czech. 
What's oh, the name? Chequick. Chequick. It's, Chequick. it's okay. a Indian uh, That's what that name. Comes from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, meant to ask you. I was waiting because I know we're going to have the Odd Fellows on one day. Yes. Because they are yes. the show sponsor. So. Yes. Yes. Um, and thank you and that's that. good for you to remembering. Yes. Odd Fellows. Uh, Independent Order of Odd Pals, uh, Chuckwick Lodge number 56, sponsoring the show. So we thank them for it. And you're listening to 103.1 FM, Valparaiso uh, Community Radio. And this is Porter County Buzz. I We, we started talking and introduced ourselves. No, he's right out of the gate. I'm Greg Sims, and my co host is Andy Bozak. Yes. And <laughs> we were supposed to have a guest today. His name is Greg Eckert. He's the Porter County Hazmat Director. Yep. Um, Interestingly enough, right before the show, he got called out on a hazmat spill. So, on Route 30, a diesel, a, a truck. Yeah, so we'll... He's spilling some diesel. Prob- it's depending his schedule, so he won't be on tonight, obviously, but um, probably not next week, maybe the week after. So check Facebook. We'll keep you updated yeah. on that. But if you're just listening to here, Mr. Eckert, um, I'm sorry, you're yeah. still a great man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he's got some cool stories, so we look forward to having him. Yeah, you know? I want to know yeah. about this diesel spill. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's right. He can fill us in on the, the, the current stuff, that absolutely. Like I mentioned, that prior, um, you know, I work at a trucking company, and that's something that when I first started there, I didn't realize was a thing, you know. But you've got two 500-gallon tanks of diesel on each side, and you've got a little leak. Yes, it's an environmental impact. So it's, it's and good speaking of impact, what does it cost to fill up one of those trucks oh now? Oh my goodness! You know, it's, <laughs> our guys are, are, are running only from Chicago to Detroit market, so their fuel oh. limit set at eight hundred dollars a day. But I'm still eight hundred. Yes, that's wow. not enough to fill your tank, so. You know, wow. so they can't fill up. I mean, you know, some of these over the road guys are talking eleven hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars. Man, that'd be like a. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I've got a new no, uh, noise machine. Um, what do you call these? Uh, sound machines. <laughs> yeah, so there'll be some new noises. But um, yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot it's of, of cost. And I, I don't know, you know, obviously fuel prices are fluctuating, but uh, hopefully they're on the downturn. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of follow it with the trucking company because we operate on the Department of uh, Energy's national average, or actually their average oh. for the Midwest, on what we're going to charge customers. So 15, 20 years ago when fuel started going up, actually right after I got in the industry, there was no fuel surcharge on a load. Oh. And slowly you've seen fuel surcharge. Uh, so whatever that rate was, gas at the time was a buck fifty, let's say. Mm-hmm. That was the line. Everything below that the drivers would have to cover. But everything above that, they start giving you a fuel surcharge on every load. Everyone thought back then it was a temporary solution. It has not been a temporary solution. This has been an ongoing thing. Wow. Um, but we're seeing right now customers being charged 55% fuel surcharge. So if your rate is $1,000, it's $1,000 plus 55% fuel surcharge. So another $550 just to cover the fuel. Wow. And it doesn't cover all the fuel. It just covers a percentage of that driver's yeah. fuel. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's it, when you see things like that and it's higher than it's ever been, it's scary because you're thinking, well, that price is going to get passed on to somebody and right. before that's coming. Uh, yeah. Consumers. There's so. only so much the owners can eat, yeah. you know, on that before they, they go, okay, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Wow. And these truck drivers are making more than they've ever made. They're bringing home, or I'm sorry, they're not bringing home. That's the problem. <laughs> they're, they're generating more revenue than they've ever made in their life. So most of them, not all of them, I can't speak for everybody, but... When a good portion of that's fuel, they're not bringing home more money. Correct. Or they're bringing home right. less money and dealing with this problem right. of inflation. So right now, this this whole industry is kind of in an uproar, you know, and that's why you're seeing the driver shortages and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff go on. So. Well, and, that, and, and it's good you mentioned about the, uh, the inflation because that's what sometimes people don't understand. You know, if I give you a raise at work of 5%, 
and all of a sudden inflation is at 8%, you're still down 3% from where you were before. So you actually lost money. And a lot of times health insurance goes up and and well, it's, it's a shame. Down. You're right. Right. You're so right. that's where it's unfortunate, but that's where we are. You yeah, know, and then the business either has to, you know, if they're a private business has to decide to make their margins smaller or raise their rates or, right. you know, if they're a public business, they're going to affect stockholders. So there's so much involved. It's, it's, you're right. It's well, and I know with the county, you know, we're going to be, cause all the fuel that we use for the oh, vehicles, goodness. we're going to get a lot of uh, come budget time. We're going to get a lot of departments that need more money for the fuel because yeah. of that. So that's going to be on. It's not still snowing. Knock on wood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, that's, that's uh, it's a shame across the board, but, uh, but yeah, but, and, and I'll tell you, since we're talking about gas, um, when I was in Mexico, Oh yeah, what was that? I was looking at gas. It's a little bit more expensive than we are here. Really? And I, I remember looking at one of the drivers and I said, now wait a second. I thought things were cheaper, you know, in Mexico. He goes, they, especially in Cancun, they get their oil or they get their gasoline from Texas. Oh, so, they so a lot of the oil goes to Texas, gets refined, shoots right back. Okay. So when you're dealing with all that transportation and stuff, it's like. I wonder if that has to do with the pipeline too that they were trying to build that came yeah. down to Texas. Yeah, I don't know. They were talking about some of it, uh, you know, shipping overseas. Yeah. So I wonder if that would have been that too. It's I don't know. Yeah. yeah and a lot of their cars are stick shift. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that I could do. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. You won't see many Americans trying to steal the cars down there because yeah. they can't drive them. Well, there's not a lot. You know, that's my son. Uh, when when he was first born, I had a little stick Tiburon six-speed. Oh, okay. A little. It was an ugly car, but it got around. It was cool. A Hyundai. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he, he doesn't remember, but he's seen pictures. He goes, Dad, I, I want you to learn or teach me how to drive stick. I, I do too, but I don't have any cars now. <laughs> that have stick, you yeah. know, to go out there and learn the manual transmission. But uh, I think it's an important skill to know. It's funny you said that because in one of my government classes today, I, I told him the story about all the, the stick shift cars I saw in, in mm -hmm. Mexico. And uh, I said, who, who in this room knows how to drive one? And not one hand raised. And, and one of the guys uh, actually was, uh, uh, Kyle Lukes, whose father Dan Lukes works for the Valpo Parks. And okay, it, was, yeah. it was kind of funny here. Him, he had said that his his dad uh, wanted to go out and buy a stick shift car so that no one else in the family can drive it, only him. <laughs> and I kind of started laughing because it's kind of the, that's me. I've got my I've got a Challenger. Oh, that's the, and it's a six ooh, speed. Uh, maybe you can take Aiden for some driving yeah, lessons. Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> hey, we got a few years of learning with his grades. We've got probably about five or six years. No. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> But, but the, the conversation was, I think everybody should know how to drive a stick yeah. shift car and even a motorcycle. You know, I'm not saying go out and buy one, but you never know where you might be, where you're stranded and the only thing available is either a motorcycle or a stick shift car or a truck. And if you don't know how to work a clutch on a motorcycle, I remember being younger when I was learning, uh, uh. and it is a pain in the butt. I mean, there's a lot of jolts. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah. Or you're, you're giving it too much gas. And, and it popping a wheelie. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so you're 100% right. I know it's interesting. My mom actually um, knows how to drive stick. And um, when I was younger, my dad, you know, he had a pickup truck. And just like mm -hmm. everybody at our age, you know, you had the little middle seat in between. <laughs> and dad would be like, oh, yeah, pull it down into two. 
were shifting. Right, the middle person's shifting. It was so cool, you yes. know? And uh, yeah, I wish yeah. I, I had that opportunity with my kids. So anyway, so if your challenger's free in the next couple of months. No. <laughs> Actually, the, the, the bad thing about the challenger, I, I had a different, I had a 14 challenger with a 5.7 Hemi, and the gas mileage actually on the highway was like 29.30, it was crazy. Wow. You know, you put it on cruise control and you just go, and it was just sipping gas. This thing's a 6.2, the 392 Hemi, and it just sucks the gas. And it's the premium, so it's like, not only are you paying more for the gas in your oh, car, you but you're guzzling more, and it's like, ugh. I remember when premium was 20 cents more oh, than regular. Absolutely. You know, what happened to those days? Yeah. And diesel was cheaper than regular. <laughs> yeah. Golly, I sound so old right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost sounds conspiracy-esque. It really I know. does, because I mean, that these, younger generation hasn't seen that you no know? And, and no i remember this is how old i am um when when the gas stations were moving to a dollar they were all freaking out because all their signs only had oh, the two yeah it, it only went to 99 <laughs> it, and a lot of them weren't even digital back then so they they were incapable so people had to put up new signs to hit that third digit and it was like dang you know <laughs> let's hope that they don't have to put up another oh my god oh, wouldn't that be man. something at ten dollars a gallon you never know. Oh I mean, shoot, my 20, 30 God. years from now. Well, you're, you know what? You're right. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> well, it's interesting to see, yeah, with all these this fuel prices and everything, the, the electric cars. I finally saw a Rivian. I think it's Rivian. It's the new electric truck um, that's a competitor of Tesla. Oh. And I saw one in Chesterton. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. but hey, it's I never heard of it. a new company that came out a few years ago, and I, I saw one. It looks sharp. And it is on the road It moving. was driving. Wow. Uh, it wasn't driving. It was parked on the side of the road. Oh, but, but yeah, still, it but it's, parked, it's yeah. wow. Yeah. Got there somehow, so yeah, to drive. Huh. But you know, I, I find that really interesting. I don't know if, if electric is our future. You know, there's all this talk about the waste and everything that comes to it. But I'm a very technology guy, as you know. So seeing a Tesla with all these screens and these really interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, like oh, you can do that. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. And I went to Chicago about two weeks ago, and I, I was surprised at how many Teslas I saw. Yeah. You know, but they're still so pricey. You know, it's like, I would love to have one, but I can't afford it. And, um, you know, so, and he can, then- He can afford a Hellcat Challenger. It's not a Hellcat, thank you very much. It is a TA, so it's it's the 500 horsepower, just a version down. But hey, who's, uh, you know, no, it's I'm plum crazy purple. <laughs> but I will, I will tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this story, because maybe there's some listeners out there that would uh, appreciate this. When I, I grew up in Chicago, uh, not far from Wrigley Field, okay? And That's the life, go Cubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe not this year, but hey. Uh, uh, cheap tickets. <laughs> actually, my son just got uh, season tickets and they weren't cheap. No, they weren't. I've been on the wait list for many, many years and yeah. finally got offered and I can't afford it. This, this opportunity would come for 10, 15 years from now. It's like Bozo Circus yeah. tickets. You know, you, when your kid's not even born yet, you apply for yeah, them and the then list. at 10 years old, your kid goes, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no, I grew up, it, it was kind of fascinating. Um, four houses down from my house, a guy had a 1970 Plum Crazy Purple Plymouth AAR Cuda, which was a fast car. Okay. Okay. A block away on the other direction, a guy had a 1969 Judge, a GTO Judge. Those were two bad That's cars, right? Looks like, yeah. Okay. Lady right across the street from us, it was a apartment building, had a Plum Crazy Purple 69 Charger. Another lady down the street. Did you live on the cool block? I know. What the heck? <laughs> they had a, it was like a rusty color, uh, bronzish, a 70 Roadrunner, okay? Now, 
I learned now my brother had a 72 GTO convertible, which is kind of looking back, it's kind of rare. Was that in the set like 72 or did he buy it used? Or no, he bought it brand new. Actually, really? my grandfather bought it for him wow. as a college graduation kind of present. Then I learned to drive in a 1970 Pontiac Trans Am. It was white with a blue stripe Ooh. on it and it was a stick shift. That's how I learned to drive. And I took my test in a 70 Trans Am. Really? Yeah, which was crazy. The guy gets in and goes, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, it's the only car I know how to drive. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, slap his head back and he failed. But so as I was growing up and, and in my first car was a 1968 Pontiac GTO convertible. Okay. Now, convertible too. Like yes. And I got that when I was heading to college. That was my college car. Okay. I bet you got all the ladies in college. Well, no, 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 no. But I will tell you that, you know, we had, there was a place called Superdog, which was like a drive-in, you know, like all the hot rods go oh. there on Friday nights and stuff. And I will tell you that that's sure as a young kid, you got this stupid idea of, hey, wherever I go, I'm going to, this car is going to be a, a chick magnet. It's going to be all numbers. No, 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 no. <laughs> the girls were much smarter than that, you know? And uh, yeah, so no, it never, never Work. It was a nice car. Now. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> I should give you one. And uh, but but I will tell you that as I got older, I remembered that purple's my favorite color. Oh, mine too. Awesome. Not even kidding. Yeah. Okay. So I, honest to God, thought someday I want to get a plum crazy purple. And I was thinking of CUDA, but then Plymouth went out, you know, they knocked it out of business. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm not getting anything. Well, then the, the new Challengers came out, the new style, uh -huh. but for several years, they didn't bring out those old colors. Then all of a sudden they started bringing out some of the old colors, like the purple. And I'm going, okay, I'm at that age now where I can afford <laughs> a used one. Yeah. And so I did, and I ended up going to Chicago on the South side. Just so everyone knows, Greg collects cars. He has yeah. two. <laughs> Nine. And and I go into this dealership and I am the palest person in there and they thought I was lost. And it was really it was a very interesting experience because it was almost like reverse discrimination. What are you doing in here? You know? And really <laughs> you can't afford anything here, that well, kind of thing. And and you know, you realize that if you look around there's a whole bunch of, you know, non white people. Uh -oh. What are you doing here? And I thought, oh my God, this was so weird. It was very awkward. And, uh, but I looked at this one guy and said, I wanna buy that purple Challenger sitting in your lot. He goes, no, really, what are you doing here? I said, I really wanna buy that car. So, okay. So the, I gave him my driver's license and they, they ran a credit check on me. And the guy says, okay, let's go. Now, normally around here, when you go for a test drive, it's usually the guy throws you the keys and you go, right, right. you know? But no, he's like, okay, I gotta go with you because you know we gotta make sure. And, no problem. So we get in a car and so head. You want to do that, sir? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to test this thing out. And and the thing about it was, it had very little gas in it. And I said, we're going to run out of gas. And I said, why don't you put gas in? Because people steal it. Really? Yes. Okay. So that was an interesting because again, wow. these are things that you just not you just don't. Here's not normal. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. So it was one heck of an experience. So I was hoping he's going to tell you to. It's another Seinfeld reference. I was hoping he's going to tell you, let's run it to E and see when it dies. Oh no! <laughs> I wouldn't want, it, especially if I was going to buy it. I don't want to oh, run a car oh, to E. Oh, sure. <laughs> 
But what had happened was, at the same time, there was another Plum Crazy Challenger in Michigan City. And it was a stick shift. See, I was looking for a stick shift and a sunroof. And that, that's the two things I really, really wanted. And the car in Chicago had some cool graphics on it, but it wasn't, it was an automatic and it wasn't a stick shift. The one in Michigan City was a stick shift, but and it didn't have a sunroof either, but it had no graphics on it. It's kind of boring looking. But uh, I told the guys, and we worked, you know, I said, okay, what's the best price? And we came up with a number. And I said, okay, I'm gonna head to Michigan City. I'm gonna check that out. And if it's not what I want, I'm coming back here and buying it. He's like, okay, see you later. He probably thought, I'm never You're seeing never this guy again. Yeah. So I go to Michigan City, and it was a young guy, uh, a young salesman. And I tell him the story, I said, hey, I just came back in Chicago and blah, blah, and I wanna buy this car, or I'm, I wanna take it for a ride. And now it was in the back of the lot. And he goes, well, I can't drive a stick, you're gonna to have to, is it okay if you move it? I'm like, okay, isn't that weird? You sell cars, yeah. but you don't know how to drive a stick. Yeah. So I get the car out. Now this kid was maybe 23 years old, maybe. And uh, I said, hey, we're just about to pull on Route 12, okay? <laughs> and I said, can I see what this thing can do? And he goes, sure, go ahead. So he first, he had man. no so idea. Oh means. my God. We are going sideways down oh the road. Goodness. And he is grabbing for anything he can. And he's freaking out. Stop, stop. What are you doing? You're gonna, I'm like, I got this, I got this, right? Trust in Greg, trust in Greg. <laughs> so, you know, calm the counter down. I'm like, okay, this has got some pretty good, you know, get up and stuff. And uh, we get back to the, uh, and I put it back where it was, you know, in the back of the lot. So he couldn't touch it. Yeah, well, he, he gets out, he I'm like, where do you want to put it? Yeah, he couldn't move it, right. So uh, we worked the numbers and that car was, had 10,000 more miles and it was 15, no, it was $2,000 more. Than a car in Illinois. Than the one in, in Chicago, yeah. So I said, listen, I said, there's a car in Chicago and I told him all about it. And he goes, there's no way you're gonna get that car in Chicago for that price. I go, here's the phone number. I said, call the guy up and ask. So he went to another phone. He came back about five minutes later, he goes, wow, you're right. He says, we, I don't know how they're selling it so cheap, but we can't touch it. So I said, okay, I'm on my way to Chicago. So I went back to Chicago and bought the car. And that was kind of cool and I loved it. Until, well, not until. So it wasn't stick though, wasn't it? It wasn't, it was an automatic and it was fun to drive and it got great gas mileage and, and yeah, it was, it was good. You can still do cool burnouts. And absolutely, oh my gosh, absolutely, you know. And uh, so what happened was one day I was, well actually this was about October time of last year. I was, it was a Sunday, I was driving by Grieger's and I looked and there was a purple TA, what the TA is a black hood, a black roof, and a black trunk. Oh, okay. The high performance, you know, a little bit better does it stand engine. stand for Trans Am? Yeah, it does stand it for does, Trans Am, okay. right. Which was another little like, oh, another Trans Am. It's just kind of cool. It sounds cool, right? yeah. Yes. And it was a stick shift, it had a sunroof. Oh, it's exactly what you wanted. That's, you see. Oh, wow. So. Oh, everything happens for a reason right here. See? Wow. So I, I pulled in and I'm looking, I'm going. Were you in that other car? Too? You were I was in mine, yeah, I was in my purple one, yeah. And I said, okay, looks like Monday, I'm gonna be buying this thing. So I went in on Monday and uh, I said, uh, when was this car? And they just put it on there on Saturday. So somebody traded it. That's it, quick, yeah. It had 1,800 miles on it. So it was like basically brand new. It's not even broken in. It, no. Right? <laughs> and what was really cool is the story. I said, well, who, who, why would somebody buy this car, not drive it and trade mm -hmm. it in? The guy was from Knox and he really wanted a like a, a goldish color car, but they didn't make it. They came out with one, and as soon as it came out and Grieger's got it, he traded because that was the color he always wanted. 
So I'm it was kind of funny. That kind of money, you just paint the sucker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Cool. I don't know. That, but, no, that's an awesome story. Yeah. So I, after all those years as a kid, looking at the guy down the street, I thought someday, and I finally got it. So I guess the, the you know, the the little story there to to be remembered is, you know, if you got something that you want, you know, because like I tell my economic kids, you know, know what you want. And then no figure out how to get it, yeah, you know, yeah. legally, yeah. you know, <laughs> Clarifier. yes, yeah. because a lot of people, they want that big house, but they're not willing. Okay. So what kind of job do you need? That's going to pay you the money to get that big house. And then with that big house is going to come okay. stuff inside yeah. of it, you know, the furniture and, and you got to keep that sucker clean too. Correct. <laughs> and the utilities, all yeah. that stuff, you know, so, and then, yeah, what kind of cars do you want? And you got to be able to afford them insurance wise, and you got to be able to afford the gas. Right. Right. You know, and you have to have them big enough to fit your kids, because that's why, honestly, I didn't choose to. Well, not <laughs> I can't afford a Tesla, but at the same time, mm -hmm. if they had a Tesla that would fit six comfortably, I might yeah. have actually looked at it. But yeah, you know, not not now, not today. Right, you get, and we got to be realistic, right? So I went so, with the gas on. I went the expedition. I went with the Max. You know. So oh can, my God. We, can, we, can, well, we, we don't fly, as I mentioned. Yeah. So when we go to Florida this year, just like we did the oh, last. Oh, you're gonna drive. You drive all the way there, and um, it's really nice to be able to spread out. You know, I put the little clamshell thing on the top. So the oh, the, the, so you get even worse gas mileage. Worse gas mileage and worse <laughs> space. Right, right. Which is concerning this year. Like, I haven't driven down there with 450 gas. Well, prices. you know, you could put that rack on the back of the car. Do you have a tow hitch? I do. You can put a rack on the back, and I've got a couple you can borrow. Oh, that'd be and great. And then everything goes behind your car, so there's no wind resistance. That's, that's a great idea. And right? actually, it, it, yeah, I found it works very well. Now, I've, I, my buddy had one years ago, and he doesn't have one anymore, so I'll mm. talk to you more about mm. that. But, um, and I borrowed it, we went down to Tennessee, took everything off the vehicle, and then I go inside, we have a few drinks to relax, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go finish the other stuff on the vehicle. Dude, that thing is a shin killer. You don't know that's there. It is at the right height where I walked into this thing, and I, had, I mean, I had to do 20 miles an hour. It felt like it, you know. I actually flipped over this thing. Thank goodness there was no videos, but yeah, that was a really nice. Really and nice I'm looking for my baby symbol, and I can't, I can't find it. We'll get used to the sound. Oh, that's the wrong one. Pick the cat. I picked the cat. There it is. It's good. That's Amy after he hits his shin on the, on the, the rack. You're darn right it was. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. But but again, yeah, that's the... So if there's people out there listening and they want something, there's nothing that says you can't get it. It takes time. Like, it took me almost... God, I was probably maybe 10 years... Uh, yeah, about 10 years old maybe when I started... When I first saw that car and really liked it. And, you know, it wasn't until I was in my 50s that I got it. Yeah, no, so, you're 100% right, but you got gold yeah. and you set forward to make them happen. And it's kind of like what I tell my kids, you know, you can live like your life kind of like I did when I was younger. I mean, whatever money I made, I spent it, mm -hmm. I had a blast. It was, it was great, I don't regret <laughs> anything. But at the same time, I could have also taken that money and yeah. saved a bigger portion, because I did save in my 401k. Yeah. I could have saved a bigger portion and yeah. had a lot more money to play with now. Right. But it's a trade-off. Who yes. knows if I was going to live that long? Well, I, it tomorrow, you no, know? you're exactly right. And and the one thing, too, that the people today have a big advantage of is, you know, on their phones, they can have those apps to buy stocks mm -hmm. and all that stuff. We didn't have that. You know, every time I called for a stock, it cost me 25 bucks to make a trade. Really? And then to sell it, it was another 25 bucks. So I had to make over 50 bucks or else it wasn't worth it. Nowadays, with these apps, my God, you can you can buy and sell stock for less than 100 bucks. Yeah. And, and it's pennies 
per share to, to trade. So it's a huge advantage. It really is. And, mm. and you feel like you can buy into something, you know, where before, at least mm. when I was younger, it felt like it was prohibited. You know, like, I don't want to get involved in stocks. I don't have right. five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 laying around. Right. But I do have an extra, you know, whatever, a couple hundred or five hundred at the time I would love to throw in the market. Right. Couldn't do that back then. No. Or if you did, it wasn't worth it. Correct. Because, again, the, to sell it is 25 bucks, yeah. you know, because you had to go through a broker. So, yeah, huge, huge. And I, and I sometimes I wonder about that. Gosh, if I would. But I, I think I'm fine. As a matter of fact, if I was born a little bit earlier, I think I'd be okay. Because yeah. I'm in, I'm not a big technology person, you know, and it's like a. Yeah. That's what gets me. It's like, yeah. I got to have that that new tech because to me, it's it actually enhances my life and I know how to utilize it and combine things. It know? complicates mine. It so really <laughs> does. You're right. And, and at certain points, uh, okay, I got a smart home. I got all these cool gadgets. One thing goes out and now I'm fixing this one and this one. And I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Did yeah. I really save any time? You know, I didn't have to stand up to turn the light switch on and off. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, you don't know this, but my remote control was my dad smacking me upside the head going, go change the channel for me. That was my remote. And then when the dial broke, you had a pair of pliers that would turn the stations, you know? <laughs> and it, it, this is in black and white suited me just fine on TV. I Color, uh, that was an interesting, you know, newfangled thing. That's what my mom's always said. Like, yeah. they, they, she grew up, and I, I don't think she, it was till she was like 20 that they actually got a color TV at home. Yeah. They were expensive. Mind blowing. Yeah. You know, and now it's just something that we've come to take for granted. You know, if you don't have an 80 inch, 70 inch, oh my TV God. On your wall, you know, you can't keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And to think that back then, you know, a 32 was huge. Or oh, absolutely. You know? Oh, I look in one of my rooms now and it's, I thought it was big and it's tiny. And you go to Sam's Club and like for a thousand dollars, you can get this monster on the yeah. wall and it's super skinny and light. And I'm going, what the heck? Yeah. You, you know? Me, how can I fit that into my Christmas <laughs> Yeah. Actually, speaking of, I got DoorDash delivery last night. We were ordering B-dubs. My wife, we had a problem at work. We got hacked last Thursday. So through this weekend, they actually got our data and, and uh, locked up our data. And there was wow. uh, a ransom involved, which no we didn't kidding. pay because we were able to go ahead and restore the data. So we lost everything from Thursday on pretty much. Wow. Took all weekend to rebuild it. They came up Saturday. So Sunday, um, Saturday, we're at the basketball game. We'll talk about that mm -hmm. in a minute. But Sunday. Um, the basketball game. The game. <laughs> um, Sunday, we get home and we rush into work. So we get home and I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'll order B-dubs. So we order B-dubs. The delivery guy comes. He goes, hey, are you the house that does the Christmas lights? <laughs> yeah, that's us. You know, all of a sudden, I don't want to talk to anybody. All of a sudden, yeah, you want to talk? Like, you want to see anything? He's like, yeah, it was really cool. I, I brought my family here two times this year. Wow. I was like, that means a lot to me. And it really does, you know, that that he remembered that this was the house. And then yeah. now he's like, I'm bringing my kids back this year. And I was like, yeah, it'll be bigger and better. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I just got to put away. <laughs> no, think about it being bigger and better, but it, it will be. It will be. But now the big question that I have, and I'm sure the audience does, is did you get your food for free? I did get my food for free. But that's a whole <laughs> other problem. That was an actual How is that a problem? getting free food? Well, a problem. we ordered at 6 o'clock. Okay. I didn't get my delivery till 8.45. Oh, The first wow. dasher that picked it up somehow, because I ended up talking to the manager. I just called to see what was going on. And she's like, oh, it's been picked up. And then she looks, she's like, 
45 minutes ago. He should have had it. So I guess somehow oh. he disappeared and never came <laughs> so I have no idea. So they were very apologetic and very good about it. And they're like, we'll rush it out to you. And But they're working with DoorDash, so it was still another hour after oh, that wow. because you can only get out there so quick. So yes, I did get it free. Was it worth the headache? Absolutely not. You know? Four kids all that whole time. Dad, I'm hungry. Yeah, I mean, we're already, I already ordered it. It was supposed to be at like 6.45-ish, so it's already going to be late, oh. which we do eat late later. Okay. Because... But we've gotten used to have a baseball season, and yeah. it's, it's about to start again. But you know, you either eat at four or you eat at seven at night. And that's oh, okay. The choice you have. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're. Uh, that was. Holy so cow! Funny you asked if it was free. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, which it wasn't. But um, under those circumstances, I'm sure you'd rather have paid and got it when you yes. wanted it instead of starving, waiting every five. You know, because that's the whole thing is, well, maybe I should eat something. No, because as soon as I put something in my mouth, the food's gonna be here and I'm gonna spoil my. You know, so just just wait. Just just patience. And my wife calls me as I'm talking to the manager, and she's like, hey, I'm because she was still at work, I'm on my way home, do you want me to pick something up? So I tell the manager, I was like, hey, you know, she could just grab so we just cancel the story. He's like, oh, no, I'm making sure you get it today. I appreciate that, and I thought it'd be really fast, but it wasn't yeah. happening. So, well, at least he tried to make a bad thing right. A hundred percent. not, And I just, if it came off like I'm bashing them, it, and Oh, no, no, I, well, I, I didn't feel that. Um, and and uh, I, would, I would highly recommend them. As a matter of fact, it's funny because... I'm not here to bash any company, a restaurant. I am a, a Google reviewer. Like oh, I you are. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, but you know, um, B Dubs and, and Val, our Portage had gone downhill probably a couple of years ago, and their their quality of food wasn't there, and their management wasn't there, and they knew it, and they fixed it, and okay. they got a new manager in there probably mm -hmm. a year ago. Their quality's gone up, their service has gone up. Um, so is their prices, but everyone's prices are going up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, just to compliment them. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, and and oh yeah. And you're listening to 103.1 FM Valpo Radio, Porter County Buzz. I am one of the hosts, Greg Sims, and the co-host. Andy Bozek. Yes, he was waiting for me to say his name, but I think, you know. I finally get to say my own name. <laughs> and uh, we're sponsored by uh, the Odd Fellows, uh, Check Quick Lodge, number 56, and uh, in Valpo, and uh, a great organization of philanthropic uh, work. Absolutely. Yes, and uh, so and we can't see. a member as well. He's an uh, Odd Fellow. Yes, I am <laughs> odd in several ways. I, <laughs> I've been told. I have been told. But there's nothing odd about helping others. You Absolutely. see, that's what I like to say. That was good. That so, was good. Uh, but, but, you know, speaking of food, I know um, one of the radio stations in town has this 25 or 50 for 50, you know, if you're familiar with it. It's uh, you pay um, uh, $25 for a gift certificate, but it's worth $50, oh, nice. you know, in various restaurants and uh -huh. stuff. And uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I happened to look on their fridge and I'm looking at all these expired coupons <laughs> and I'm like, son of a gun, how did this happen? Well, you know, life happens and you, but I will say that I called all four four of them and said, hey, you know, I there's my, my screw up. Is there any way I can get either a partial discount or anything? And two of them were very gracious and said, absolutely, we'll honor whatever you know, your amount is one was 50, one was 25. Oh, that's awesome. And the other two, of course, said, nope, expiration dates are expiration dates. So I'm like, okay, I get it. But it was uh, it was very enjoyable. Yeah. 
So I really appreciated, yeah, yeah, because I'm sure I wasn't the only one that uh, that that yeah. screwed up, and, and it, it was my fault. There's no doubt about it. It was my fault. Speaking of food, Greg cost me a lot of money this weekend. Oh my goodness! Are you talking about a nine dollar pretzel again? Nine dollar pretzel. So <laughs> Saturday we head down to beautiful Indianapolis. What was going on in Indianapolis on Saturday? Some, some small time basketball game. No, it was the Chesterton Trojans, baby. They were in state. Um, sorry, I was a little excited. Uh, it, was, it was a great season. These boys went undefeated up until Saturday, and uh, man, they just inspired our town. They just made us all proud and, and did some great things. But anyway, so we get down to this place, and Greg's texting me, and I'm like, Greg, I'm at a game. Leave me alone. He goes, well, go get your kids a, a pretzel. Dude, these things are like $9. He's like, well, you need to get them each one. So uh, my son reads the text. He's like, Dad, Greg said you got to get me a, a pretzel. I don't know why he's listening to me. He never listens to me uh, on other times, but you know, yeah. <laughs> no, we had such a great time. So it was me, uh, my wife, four kids, and my, my two sisters went with me and their husbands. Oh, wow. You all fit in your car? No, we did. Oh. My sister lives in Indy, one of them. Oh, my okay. My in Lafayette. So they, we all met down at my sister's, ate dinner, um, got the game. We got to watch the 3A game because our tickets were oh. for both games. And okay. it was at... Um, Escaping me now. It's it's old Banker's Life. I forget the name of the stadium, oh. but it's the Pacer Stadium. Oh, okay. So they, they okay. got a new name for it. It's something uh -huh. with the G Gainsborough, maybe, but I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, so we, we had really good tickets. The tickets were uh, cheap, and uh, it was like $15 a seat. But oh, Chesterton wow. played Cathedral. And um, these boys, Cathedral had, had lost six games, and Chesterton had not lost any. You thought, yeah. this is going to be a great game. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it was a great game, but it wasn't so much for Chesterton a great game because really Cathedral just came out and they were hitting the shots. Um, you know, Chesterton stumbled a little bit. These boys played hard. They played their heart out. Man. We have to applaud them for their efforts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as I said, what they did for our community, Yes. I haven't had that feeling, you know, in a long time. I mean, businesses. Everyone's yes. coming together and supporting Shirts. these kids. Yes. I was at the Craft House on Saturday night. Oh, were you really? Yes, That's that cool. was one of the restaurants that, oh, you know, were that, very nice to that us. Supported yes, you. That you supported go. us. And I will tell you that the wait staff, they were all wearing Chesterton stuff and there was, you know, because they they put the game on the TVs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So there were a lot I tell you what, it was packed. Yeah, it was and it was really nice to see. Yes. And uh you know, I mean, you know, I live in Valpo, but it's nice to see somebody from the region having success. We saw quite a few people there with Valpo shirts on. Wow, that's it's, cool. It's funny because my son, you know, 13 years old, thought, he told me and my daughter, he goes, Dad, you know, I, I, Valpo's going to hate this that we're at state. Da, da, da. I said, yeah. no. I go, most of these kids, if it's not Valpo versus Chesterton, they're not going to root against Chesterton. Right. They're rooting them on. It's from the region. You know, Absolutely. You appreciate it. There. Yes. Um, and I told him the same thing. I said, think about it. If Portage was down there or Valpo was down there, and they're playing Chesterton, yeah, I'm not rooting for them. <laughs> but if they're not playing Chesterton, absolutely right. I'm rooting for them. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to that game. Which <laughs> uh, especially after going through that experience, because I had never been to a state function like that, I guess, would be. Um, and it was so cool. The IHSA puts on this, they, they announce them like they're the Bulls. Like, oh, no ladies kidding. and gentlemen, you know, the lights oh. go down, there's spotlights. That's I mean, cool. The TVs are going, the big screens above you, the scoreboards. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And then throughout the game, they keep the stats, which I'd never been able to see. Oh. Every player, each file every player has. Oh, you know, just like the professionals. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Governor Holcomb was there, so they had some oh, dignitaries. Wow. They had um, some people from... 
I know the, the Purdue head coach was there. One of the Michigan coaches, uh, I don't know if Michigan's there. Duke, Michigan's there. Was, Duke, was, Duke, Duke somebody was from Duke. There, and then they sent quite a few representatives from mm -hmm. other schools um, to watch these kids. Now, I think Cathedral had two or three D1 players, and one of the kids had like three offers. Yeah. So they were, you know, watching them. I but if somebody from Chesterton, Chesterton highlights and does well, they could put on the radar. And we got quite yeah. a few studs from Chesterton. That's I mean, cool. It, I know one of the kids is, uh, and I, my, his name's escaping me, but he's going to a D1 school for a quarterback for football. Oh, no so kidding. He's got a scholarship for that. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really yeah. cool. And I, I just, you know, the, I just wanted to bring him up to... to I doubt they're listening to the Greg and Andy. These, you, know, you never know. 17, 18 year old you know, kids. But you never are, know. Congratulations. And <laughs> yes. thank you. Thank you from our community. Because yeah. what you guys did for us was amazing. You, mm -hmm. you know, you guys made us proud. And yes. You didn't win the big game, but you won hey, all of the They're games. still runner up. I mean, they're still yeah, number two. Absolutely. And and you know, their their names will be on the the, the signpost, you know, down by Chesterton oh, where I didn't even think of that. Yeah, That'd so cool. so they'll be people will know what yeah. they did, you know. And, and uh, the, the yeah. way they treated the kids was amazing. I mean, they, they're giving, you know, and, uh, little kids autographs and taking the time oh, no to kidding. take photos with these kids. Okay. Um, not so much at this event because the, the court was blocked up, but at oh. regionals, at sectionals. Yeah. You know, and my kids looked up to them. My, yes. my daughter talks about uh, Travis all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> just you slow down, girl. Slow down. But, I mean, they, but dad. They were excited. Yes. And, yeah, so that, that. You know, it's really funny you said that because when I, I coached uh, Valparaiso University uh -huh. for 15 years and there were times where we would travel to other locations and some of the hotels we stayed at were, you know, there wasn't a very big hotel in the region so we stayed at, you know, more of a smaller place. And I remember one time we got off the bus and there were little kids playing in the little parking lot and they looked up. Now, some of our players were 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. We well, had some big boys wow. back then, you know. And I tell you, these kids... Mister, it was all Mister. Can you sign this? And I'll tell you, the ones that got the biggest kick were our kids. Our football players, our college kids, were so thrilled that somebody yeah. wanted their autograph, and they didn't know who they were, but they were just, and they just ate it up. And it was, it was so fun to sit back and just watch. Oh, well, I can imagine. You know, I mean, I, so I appreciate. I mean, that that I've never it's had good you said that. Anybody asked for my autograph, but if that day ever comes, and please do. Well, that. when you got arrested, didn't you have to sign something? <laughs> that was different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the kind of thing that I think would be really, really cool. I, I'm yes. kind of thinking of like, what would I sign? You know? Do I do well, another Jerry? Sign? <laughs> There's nothing finer than your diner. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, you find anything, napkins, whatever. A lot of times you just can't find a pen. You know? Uh, people assigned people's arms and stuff just for the heck of it. Uh, yeah, it's it's just the exciting moment that somebody wants to take something away from that experience and and both sides are just ecstatic yeah. that, that they were in that, that vicinity together, you know. So I'd like to ask the boys, that, you know, the men, I should say, because they're not boys. <laughs> these, guys, these kids are men, juniors, seniors in high school. But um, when they were playing in this environment, obviously it's completely different, but I was talking to my brother-in-law, you've got the basketball nets and poles that are usually with um, walls right behind them. Oh, So they're okay. not kind of floating out there. Gotcha. I wonder if that throws them off, not having the walls there, yeah. surrounded by seats. A different know, perspective. Does it, yeah, does it throw you, I mean, obviously everything in that stadium sure throws you off because you're overwhelmed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know. How cool that looks, but. And isn't the, uh, is the court a little bit bigger down there than a regular high school court, or is it the know. same? I don't know. They have the three-point line that's the normal because the uh, the indie girls basketball team plays there, too. Oh, so okay. they use the high school mm -hmm. three-point line. And that was another thing. They had the NBA three-point line. I oh. was wondering if you're not used to both of those lines being on the court, yeah. does that throw you off? It's possible. You know? I'd be I mean, real interested to ask that. 
the but the intimidation. Fa- I mean, just the experience. It, the you know the, the loudness. And, oh, oh really? Oh my goodness, the Chesterton show. We had a crew there. I mean, multiple wow. sections. Not to say that uh, you know they didn't too because they're from Indy. But yeah. Oh. Okay. The, the, the Chesterton showed up. I mean, even driving down, that was another cool thing. So they had a free car decorating thing. Um, oh. Chesterton. Oh, at the high school? Yeah. Okay. I put that stuff on my car before. It's really hard to get off, so I didn't go to that. <laughs> on our way down, we, we were having a contest, the kids and I, with who could find the next Chesterton car? Oh. Because you would see, you know, them with writing all over. And then you kind of pull up next to them and beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, you scared the crap out of them. Like, <laughs> we were going to come up next to them uh, But other ones, yeah, I was waving. And, you know, it was really cool to get down there and see all these people that you see throughout town, you know? That's the, well, it, it's just the excitement, yeah. you know, in, in this day and age, and I'm, I'm sure you see it just like I do, there's still a lot of anger and tension out yes. there. Yes. It's nice to see something very positive and encouraging, and to know that it's not all bad, yeah, something you know? something to bring us together. Exactly, exactly, something to bring us together. You know, it's always so. nice to have the sporting events. When the Cubs won the World Series, it brought us all the <laughs> Yeah, that was a once in a lifetime, I think. Hey, Maybe I'll even once in two it, lifetimes. I'll yeah. Take that yeah. As long as it was all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, it's kind of funny. Oh my gosh. But that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool stuff. So um, that's what we're actually, uh, and I'll talk about baseball real quick. If anyone's looking to be a baseball coach, Liberty Rec out of Chesterton um, is looking for a 10 year old boys baseball coach. And I know they were looking for a 6U, which is going to be a challenge, softball coach. And I say a challenge oh. because working with kids that young. Yeah. I've coached yeah. D ball before. It's, uh, it's mainly saying, don't kick the grass, keep your head up, <laughs> you know. Look up because you don't want to get Stop picking the, the flowers. Yeah. Hey, turn this way. Yes, yes. And there was quite a few kids that just, you know, wouldn't listen. And I was one of those kids. But I would just move <laughs> into the outfield. And it wasn't because you weren't paying attention. It was because I didn't want to see blood. If you got hit with the ball in your face. Oh, really? Well, oh. If you're not paying attention and someone finally hits the ball, you know. And wow. As you mentioned on one yeah. of those shows, you know, I'm not into the blood and stuff like that. That's, not, that's why I'm not a fireman. You know? Oh, my I'm goodness. For many reasons. Oh, is that funny? Yeah. No, yeah. So if anyone would like to, well, if somebody's interested, what do they do? Oh, uh, they can either message me on Facebook or they can call my cell, 219 508 7152. It has nothing to do with me, to be honest. I, I'm coaching my son's team, but my wife is uh, secretary for the league. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know her number off the top of my head. Or can, if I'm allowed to give her a number. So yeah, you can easily relay that. Or they can go with our website, or not go. our website, our um, our email at yeah. pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com. Have you gotten so, anything yet? No. <laughs> <Still open for laughs> well, ads and stuff, yeah. you know, not, not yet. No. Spam. No, yeah, yeah. No, well, so everyone knows we're, we're keeping, and I think the people that are listening know that we are using our Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, and that is to uh, let you guys know what the upcoming shows are, and you can hear our old shows. So if you want to hear the show prior, you can go ahead and listen. We've gotten a lot. Of, I mean, I've got a lot of people that that they've heard it once and they want to hear it again because yeah. it's kind of funny, or they miss something and they want to catch it up. Yeah, so it's kind of it, it's fun to hear. You know, yeah, we try, and I think it, you know we we try to keep the radio program light, informative, mm-hmm. yep, and and uh, exciting. What's know? going on in Porter County yeah. for the most part? Yeah, and we don't really get into topics that are going to cause issues with people because we're here to be positive and happy. Right. I mean, if it comes down to it, we'll do it. But yeah, you know, yeah, because you know it's Porter County buzz, and buzz are like bees, so let's be positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Is that how you came up with that? Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, it was someone from the park department. I was up there trying to figure out, and they said, "How about Porter County Buzz?" And they, yeah. So that's we have to. I have to give credit to the Porter that's County Parks Department, you know. And uh, yeah, 
So, and and they there was a good uh, you know speaking of the parks, they had a uh, rally uh, for the flag dedication or rally yes. on Vietnam veterans uh, remembrance uh, dedication day dedicated to Vietnam veterans, and uh, and it worked out very well. No, that's, so. that's great to hear. But I, I think it's the, the largest flag on public lands in Porter County? or On, on Porter County property. Oh, Porter yes, County property. yes. Okay. Largest flagpole and largest flag on... Yeah, and it's, it's 35 Porter, foot, right? 35, 35 correct. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's Mine's a monster. only 25 foot at home. Yeah. So, um, um, I did look into the 35 foot price because I was thinking, oh, oh why not? tree. Yeah. 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 That's quite a big difference. Uh, yeah. Wise. Well, with the price of the cement... And all the other stuff, we're talking about six thousand dollars, and it's got an inside lanyard. So that's really nice. Yeah. So it, it's it's we kind of we thought it would be appropriate to to, to do it up well, mm-hmm. and and that's where it came from. That's awesome. That's so great. yeah, and that's from the organization. Uh, the odd fellows, yes. And actually, it was kind of funny, interesting. Um, the Valpo Parks uh, this morning had a uh, at Foundation Meadows had a. Um, a dedication to Vietnam veterans for the Remembrance Day, and the Odd Fellows put that flag, and that was fifty thousand because it's multiple flagpoles and a massive stone monument. Wow! Where do so, you guys get this? How do you fundraise? Where do you guys get your money? Well, yeah, that's kind of interesting. The organization's been around since 1848, uh-huh. and over the years, uh, they were the largest organization. Many years, they have 500 members, and they'd have dances and fundraisers and all that they they were pretty big in a community in over in valpo in valpo oh yeah oh yeah back then just about every community couts had one um there was one in chesterton um wheatfield really? um, oh, my goodness. um westville i mean it was interesting how and and out you know like east or west of us like lake station and hammond and all that stuff so a lot of them existed, but over time, the numbers dwindled and it just started consolidating. And matter of fact, uh, there was one in Laporte up until about four months ago and they, they closed down. So you guys now have their members? Well, no, well, no, none of the members, they just all quit. Oh, they just... Yeah, they, they didn't go anywhere, you know. But, um, but over time too, and the other thing too is we sold, we had a building and we sold the building and, uh, and that took some debt away from, well, it gave us instant Money well, because yeah, yeah we no you longer had this building now. No, oh, no, okay. and uh, so we we meet at the chamber building and and our stuff is still up there and so that gave us a nice little nest egg okay. and we invested the heck out of our uh, uh, out of the funds so and the stock market has been generous to us. That's amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. so we've over the course of the years we've given away anywhere from thirty five to forty thousand dollars back into the community. So and into us radio show. Yes. <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 we've been we've been more adamant to to be uh, more visible as well, you know, and uh, and it's nice. And matter of fact, we're also helping out when the um, the uh, health workers are having their thank you banquet. Uh-huh. We are actually one of the sponsors that night as well. Oh, okay. So uh, we are sponsoring. There's. Um, um, Scott McClure and and his uh, lawyer group is sponsoring. Um, Bartholomew Funeral Home is sponsoring. And then we've had a, a, a woman lawyer, um, Monica. Um, I won't give her last name in case, but you know she donated money and it's all for the good cause of helping out uh, and, and uh, Goodfellas, not Goodfellas, um, Martinis is donating all the food for the event. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's gonna be a nice thank you to the health workers, and we got a bunch of people that donated things for door prizes and stuff like that. I had a 90-year-old 
a man uh, lives off of Hazel Leonard and he's, if you ever drive down there, you'll see all these like birdhouses out okay. in front of his house. He makes these birdhouses and he just gives them away. Oh, he doesn't sell? No, oh, no. That's he, cool. For, he, they're meant to be given away. That's cool. So when I told him about this, he uh, he gave us a bunch and said, here you go. Uh, you know, oh, give these to the nurses. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So really we cool. asked if he wanted to come, but he's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I just want to, you like, know. He's like, I don't want to go just, to Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, yeah, 90 plus years that's old. That's amazing he's, though. But and he's still building absolutely yeah and you know they're nice i mean they're they're, they're really kind of cool and so i'm sure whoever gets them i'm hoping will be appreciative yeah. of the fact that some 90 year old in our community felt enough to give back to them that's amazing. you know it is it really is and that's goes to show and that's why we do the show yeah. county is a wonderful place you know? <laughs> absolutely you say no, it all the time Greg. yeah no better place to be absolutely well so. i'm just glad i didn't have to suffer through two gregs today no, i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking Oh, yeah, disappointed, but we will have Greg Eckert from the Hazmat, Porter County Hazmat. He will be back on. At, well, he'll be on, I should say, not back on, because we had that uh, that accident today on Route 30. So uh, hopefully uh, that's all taken care of, and we'll get him on, and we'll hear some cool stories and uh, go from there. Yeah. So, But otherwise, um, thanks for listening this week, and uh, we'll sign up. I'm Greg Sims, and, and we'll see you next week. Talk to you next week.